It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy Jay. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the football fanatics, football gurus. Got Steve Reeder in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter at AvoidTheVig. And I also got Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him at Dave underscore S. So you guys can find us at BettingPredators.com and at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, guys, here we go. NFL Week 11, Dave, Steve, and myself. We're going to go ahead. We're going to break down five marquee matchups here for NFL Week number 11. Guys, we're going to start it out uh, probably with the blockbuster game of the weekend. We got Dallas. We got Kansas City. Kansas City, they're going to be a home favorite here, minus two and a half. Super high total in this one, guys, 56. Now, there are some 55 and a halves out there. Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to shoot it over to you first. How are you feeling about the Cowboys and the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, both teams kind of get their shit together last week. So, you know, the questions for me was, you know, which which team is for real and which team can sustain it? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that yet. But in essence, the line suggests these teams are roughly even on a neutral field. Uh, it comes down to need. I could argue that Kansas City needs the game more than Dallas. Uh, and, but Dallas' only debacle this season was that Denver game. So maybe that was the outlier, and I think I would normally just default to the better defense, which one would assume is Dallas. But the Chiefs' defense has been playing much better lately. Uh, the only time they've allowed more than 17 in the last five weeks was to Tennessee, and that has a deeper meaning, and here we go. The Titans have, at the time, had Derrick Henry. If I go back to the start of the season, every team that was able to score on the Chiefs had a great running game and or a mobile quarterback. Cleveland, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and Buffalo. And three of those teams are the only three with more rush yards per game than Dallas, who have a great running game and a mobile quarterback. Uh, Teams that kept them from going off, uh, Green Bay, Washington, Las Vegas, and the Giants. Uh, Those are all teams that uh, Kansas City was able to to not score. Uh, And each one of them is ranked in the bottom half of the league in rushing category. So, when I look at this, I, I think Diggs will at least make Hill's life a little more difficult. Dallas has respectable numbers against tight ends, a.k.a. Kelsey. Uh, the Cowboys have shown they can win close games. Uh, Kansas City's in the negative column and turnover margin. So while I don't dislike the Chiefs at this short number at home, I think Dallas has more ways to win. Dallas has been underdogs three times this season. Twice they won outright, and they covered easily against the Bucks. So I like Dallas over Kansas City. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. How about you there, Steve? What are you looking at? Yeah, a lot of the things that Dave said is basically in my notes here. I mean, Dallas had a six-game win streak snapped uh, against Denver where they lost 30-16 to and looked awful. You know, the the betters have been making a ton of money on Dallas all season long and then finally got thwarted against Denver. Uh, and I was curious to see how they respond. And they, they responded – very well. They, they followed it up by punishing Atlanta 43-3 to uh, this past week. And KC is another team that's kind of been an enigma. You've been waiting for them to kind of blow up. And, uh, you know, they're winners of three straight. And I'm not sure the first two were overly impressive at all. But last week they did beat the Raiders 41-14, to uh, which really is their only impressive win in that three-game streak. But, you know, is that more about Casey's improvement or the Raiders' problems? And we're going to get to that later in the podcast, I'm sure, when we talk about the Raiders. But, The eye test, which I know is a dangerous statement, the eye test watching Mahomes in the first quarter of that game against the Raiders, he looked the part. He looked like his old self. The whole season, he just looked uh, out of of joint, out of sync. And, you know, he looked like he was ready to play. And for somebody that had a Las Vegas uh, teaser ticket, uh, that's the only one I needed left to to win a significant amount of money. I was uh, very disappointed to see that and certainly the end result of the game. 
Uh, but both teams are coming off dominant victories. The, the ATS more, uh, record here is very different between both clubs. Dallas is 9-1 and one this season. KC is 3-7. and seven. I'm not sure if the betting market, certainly not the Joe Public over here, knows how bad KC has been. You know, even if they've lost with them, I'm not sure if 3-7 and seven will deter them in this. Uh, it, this line suggests that KC is better than Dallas. I'm not sure what we've seen this year other than our preseason expectation that would assume that KC is better. Um, and I've been slow to come around on Dallas as it is, but Dallas is better in net YPP points per play. Um, in fact, Casey's points per play has actually gotten worse during their win streak, which is mind boggling. Um, you know, ultimately it, it comes down to what you're going to see on the field with Casey's run blocking. Uh, they're very good running the ball. They're going to have an advantage there, but Dallas defense against that pass defense is, is, is significantly better than what KC can do against Dallas's passing. Um, so w- with that in mind, I, Dallas is the better team. And I think we're giving too many points. If you're going two and a half at home for KC, uh, I, I give them two points at home. I think Dallas is a good teaser option. The reason why I may not play it is because the amount of points in this game, there's too much variance for me. So I probably will pass and just watch this one for fun. I like Dallas here. I think Dallas is the better overall team on both sides of the football. I mean, I have Zeke, I have Pollard, I have Dak, I have Lamb, I have Cooper, I have Gallup back now. Uh, I still have, you know, Schultz, good offensive line, a defense that's far better than Kansas City's. And who the hell have the Chiefs beat really all season long? Uh, I mean, the good teams that they've played this year, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills, the Titans, um, they lost every single one of those teams. So uh, I think Dallas is the much better team. I think that that's going to show here. So I'm not going to take the points here. With Dave, somebody keeps fiddling with something. I was typing something. Shoot me. With a typewriter? or <laughs> Mute your mic. You can mute it from there, can't you? <laughs> I'll just stop typing. Don't worry about it. If my outburst was left in the podcast last week, I feel like this is only right if this one stays. Now I forget where I was at. It's all good. All right. Um, and Kansas City's only wins on the season. I mean, they came against the Browns, the Eagles, you know, Washington with a, a backup quarterback, the Giants with a, a depleted entire team. I mean, Steve even knows that. Uh, Green Bay against Jordan Love and the Raiders. You know, we just talked about at some point that team was going to have to come crashing down to earth. So, uh, I'm not really impressed with Kansas City. Did they have a nice win the other night? Sure they did. I mean, they looked like, you know, the Chiefs of old, but um, that team hasn't been consistent, you know, all year long. We haven't really seen them, you know, for, you know, more than, you know, one game in a row. So uh, I'm not relying on them to take on Dallas here. I mean, uh, Dallas has been you know, one of the best teams in the NFL this week. I think they bounce back. I think they win this game here uh, on the road. Uh, I'm going to take them on the money line. That's how I feel about that game. Talking about the Raiders, let's go ahead and jump into that game now. Uh, we have the Bengals. They'll be on the road here uh, in Las Vegas. Bengals right now, uh, they're going to be off a of bye, so that's kind of important here. Cincinnati minus one, and we have a total of 50. Uncle Dave, throw it right over to you. Bengals, Raiders, what are you thinking? Well, i got to stop typing if I'm going to start talking, I guess. Um, you know, I think the Raiders might finally be in free fall after that whole Gruden and Ruggs thing. I mean, people – People thought that might happen uh, when, when the Gruden thing happened. But I think the Ruggs thing just looks to be the nail in the coffin. Uh, my issue with Vegas has always been their lack of a running game. They're 28th in rushing yards per game, which obviously puts all that much more pressure on Carr. Uh, if I were to back the Bengals, and a lot of sharp betters I know are doing just that, uh, is the strength of the Cincinnati defense is their ability to stop the run, not the pass. In fact, they're 23rd in opponent's completion percentage, 24th 
in pass yards allowed per game. So kind of tough to to really bet on that on the road. I, I know they're off a bye, but in the two games prior, they lost at the Jets and gave up 34 points and were crushed by the Browns. So, you know, I'm not sure how they suddenly become road favorites here, to be honest with you. I, I know Vegas, uh, in some ways, the city has kind of unendorsed the Raiders, but they still have a better home field advantage than they would have had in Oakland. And with that said, I can't at this point in the week follow the herd on the Bengals. But by the same token, I have a hard time taking Vegas. So I'm going to reserve judgment on any side. Uh, and I agree with the total ticking up uh, on the over. I mean, we can concede that the Raiders are going to have to throw the ball. Uh, and the Bengals are number one in the NFL in yards per pass. So I am on the over in that game, guys. I like that play myself there, Uncle Dave. I would probably follow the follow the herd, though, and probably go ahead and back Cincinnati here. Uh, they're going to be off a of bye. And I think that there's going to be a lot of teams in the AFC, and I think you know the Raiders are one of them, that are looking at, at the standings and they're like, hey, you know what, we're still live to go ahead and, and maybe make the playoffs. But I feel like Cincinnati has, has the better team right now. Uh, it's just a lot of things going on with the Raiders. And if they go out and they try to perform – you know, like they did against Kansas City, against the Bengals, who, you know, in my opinion, I mean, I think the Bengals have a pretty good team. I mean, they've beaten some good teams this year. Uh, viable passing attack, viable rushing game. Uh, offensive line, not all that good, but their defense uh, was playing really well, and they, they kind of stepped back a little bit. So I would take the Bengals off a of bye. I think that that's key. I, it's just tough for me to, you know, to, to trust the Raiders. Um I'll take the Bengals. I like the over with you, Uncle Dave. I think we see some points in this one. I'm sure the Raiders will hit the board more than a few times, uh, but I just don't know how the Raiders will slow down the Bengals' uh, passing attack. I think they'll they'll probably eat them up pretty good. So uh, Bengals for me, and Uncle Dave, I'll ride with you with the over. How about you, Steve? Bengals, Raiders, what do you think? I think the Raiders are a team, when we look at cluster injuries, a single injury may not be impactful to a, a specific team, but when you get cluster injuries, that's where you're going to have some problems. Now, we're not dealing with injuries. We're dealing with distractions. I mean, you have Gruden that goes out, and we think that there's going to be this epic collapse that Dave mentioned about, and it really didn't happen, actually, much to my surprise. Um, then the Ruggs situation happened. He's cut from the team, and that's not that, that's impactful on the field, not just a distraction uh, simultaneously because he's able to open up the underneath stuff because he could take the top off the ball. Uh, and, and then you throw in Arnett. Again, maybe not the most impactful player on the team, but it's another case of a distraction with a guy brandishing gun in Las Vegas. There's a lot of things that are going negative for the Raiders, and it's not just on the field. And I think that that is starting to snowball here and having a compounding effect. So the Raiders are not a team that I want to back. So I, I, I'm putting it to the side. I don't want to back them right now. That's not a team I want to back, especially not at the current number. Uh, the Bengals are not in a great position either. They had a monster win in week seven and it's been all downhill since then. You know, they got up their Super Bowl was against Baltimore, you know, really close rival in, in division, um, got up, played incredible, won the game, but then you lose to the Jets and then you get dominated by Cleveland. I, you know, I know they're off a bye and I usually like teams that go into the bye off of a loss because I think they're going to be super focused. Uh, and then Tampa Bay happened this week and I don't know what to expect anymore. Uh, not to mention the fact that Zach Taylor is not a good coach. So do we expect a coach that is not very good, maybe one of the worst in the league, uh, going into a bye and having his team prepare coming out? I, I know they're overachievers uh, with this year. that they, they played better than I expected, uh, but that's not a team that I want to back right now. This is I, I have no skin in this game at all. All right, so the two scaredy cats want nothing to do with the Bengals. I'll take the Bengals, though. Let's jump over to Saints and Eagles. Uh, Eagles are going to be home favorites here, minus one and a half, total 43 and a half. Steve, I'll go ahead and throw it over to you first. 
Saints, Eagles. What are you thinking? I had great difficulty figuring out Philadelphia all year. Each week, I feel like I don't understand them. Um, made a little bit of money this week on them, though, unfortunately. Uh, th- was something I didn't realize about them. They've actually had some offensive firepower, uh, despite I didn't think Jalen Hurts was that good. And, and then you spoke last week, uh, Sleepy, and kind of said that the the Eagles faithful are, are kind of high on him. He actually performed pretty well this past week. They put up 21 more or more points in every game this year but one. And they look good three weeks in a row. They had they dominated Detroit. Uh, they barely lost to the Chargers. They dominated Denver. Uh, and they have a shot at the playoffs. I mean, they're not a great shot, but they're, they're still within the running. You know, this is not by any means a dream crusher scenario where they're out of it. Uh, on the flip side of it, New Orleans, you know, they're in the thick of things too in their division. Uh, but Michael Thomas has been out all year. Kamara is hurt. And he's extremely valuable to the team. And, and under the circumstances, I'm not sure if there's a, a non-quarterback that is more impactful to the line than Kamara is right now, especially with Derrick Henry out. Uh, he's the only playmaker they have. Um, so without him, you really see the problems with that offense this past week. Uh, after winning three straight, they lost to Atlanta and Tennessee by a collective of four points. So when I look at that, you know, only four points, but they lost two in a row. You know, is this a team that we want to back? Uh, because it is the public perception on them that that they aren't doing very well because they lost two straight, but it was two close ones. Atlanta, yeah, they got dominated this past week, but there's been signs of life from Atlanta this year. Um, do I think they're going to be a great team moving forward? No, but I don't think it was as embarrassing of a loss as uh, some people may look at it now. Uh, it's a bad matchup for both teams, specifically Philadelphia running the ball. They run the ball 48% of the time, and New Orleans is the best against the run. Uh, Philadelphia gives up 117 yards per game, so you know that New Orleans is going to try to keep the ball on the ground. So I think it favors New Orleans here, and I do like New Orleans as a teaser option for this week. All right, solid thoughts there from Steve. How about you, Uncle Dave, Saints, Eagles? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at the line, and I have to admit I was a little surprised to see the Eagles' favorite. Uh, I know it's only slightly. I mean, I think if this game were three weeks ago, I I would expect the Saints to be minus three. And, you know, the the, the betting luster of both teams – has dramatically changed recently. And, you know, the Saints have lost two straight after that huge win against the Bucs. And to me, it's the way they lost that's more concerning. You know, they let the Falcons march down to win late at home. Uh, and although they covered last week against Tennessee, that was the quintessential backdoor. They were down big much of that game. And my issue here is that the Eagles can't throw the ball, and yet the Saints' run defense is an elite. In fact, they're number one in yards per rush allowed at only 3.1. Uh, with that said, the Saints are vulnerable to the pass, but that's just not the Eagles' M.O. And the Philadelphia defense is last in opponent's completion percentage, but that isn't something the Saints do well. Uh, and Kamara's questionable. Uh, and although Ingram isn't Kamara, he's not the biggest drop-off in the world. You know, right now, I, I can't make a strong case for either team. Probably won't be able to get to the Saints. Uh, so if I bet aside, it will be the Eagles. What does surprise me is that total. It's still sitting at 43.5, which I thought was a little high. Uh, I lean under, but I'm mindful of the fact that the market hasn't spoken yet. Uh, But it'll be impossible for me to take the over. So if the proverbial gun to my head here, guys, uh, Eagles and under, because I really see it's default. I see zero scenarios for the Saints and the over. So Eagles and under it is. I love that, Uncle Dave. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think one of the things that that we're probably all waiting for is is for Trevor Simeon to actually show up. Um, he's played well, you know, since he stepped in there. 
But going into Philadelphia is not an easy place to play. Doesn't matter what quarterback it is. Uh, you know, maybe outside of like Patrick Mahomes or, or an Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, quarterbacks like this in these type of situations that go into Philadelphia, uh, they tend to struggle. And, you know, guys who have overperformed, they tend to kind of surface uh, on the road when you get into that stadium. Uh, I would probably play Philly here and the under. Uh, I just I don't know where Philly's points come from, but they'll do something right some way, somehow. Uh, defense special teams. Jalen Hurts will, you know, make some plays maybe with his feet. Maybe, you know, Goddard and Devonta Smith will end up figuring something out. But uh, I just don't know how New Orleans scores here either. Um, I, I, I This has like 1917 written all over it. Uh, just an ugly game that nobody probably wants to watch. So I'd be with you there, Uncle Dave. I'll take the home team and the Eagles. They'll figure it out some way, somehow. And the under for me is uh, is a really good play as well. So I'm with you with that. Let's jump over to Green Bay and the Vikings. Vikings, uh, they'll be plus two and a half here at home. We have a total of 49. Uncle Dave, you going to go against my Packers or uh, no this week? How are you feeling? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do with that, Sleepy. You know, the Packers have gone from a bet against to a bet on team rather quickly uh, with or without Rodgers. But what does surprise me is the line open minus two, and it's still sitting at two and a half as we record this with 90% or so of the tickets and the money on the Packers. So, so far, I just will not go to three. Uh, that would make me look at how I could get to Minnesota. Um, you know, people think of Packers and Rodgers and immediately think points. And yet, the Packers haven't scored more than 27 points since week three. Uh, the Vikings kind of are what they are to me. They're a little unpredictable. I was on them last week. I gave it out free, so everybody was happy. But suffice it to say, I'm wrong more than I'm right with the Vikings but what does strike me here, Sleepy, is that in their last three home games, they've scored, as in Minnesota, 16, 19, and 7 points. With that said, there is a majority of tickets and money on the under, which has ticked down a little bit, and, and I agree with that. You know, division games tend to be closer, lower scoring, given the familiarity between the teams, and that may not have been taken into consideration enough here. Look, You know, and here's one for you, seven straight Packers games, have stayed under all four Vikings games at home this year have stayed under. So I don't see enough adjustment. I like the under here. All right. So Uncle Dave going to go ahead and look at the under in that game. How about you, Steve Packers Vikings? What are you thinking? I'm demoralized because Dave read my notes, uh, interdivision rivalry, uh, green Bay is expensive nine to one ATS. Uh, they're two and eight to the over, which I think that team people don't expect with a Aaron Rodgers team. Uh, it's gone under in seven straight games, which Dave already said, um, Dave's great at this. He really is fantastic. Uh, Green Bay also doesn't have Aaron Jones, which I think is another reason to factor into the under. I don't think it's overly impactful, but I don't think it's meaningless either. Uh, the one thing I'll add though, is that Minnesota is an obvious teaser leg. They, they've been in one score games. They haven't, they haven't lost a game by more than a touchdown yet. So they, they still are an obvious teaser leg. Um, if it gets to three, I, I think I might look towards Minnesota and I'm certainly going to look, uh, with a little bit more research here at that under, uh, for the game. All right. I don't mind either of those, to be honest with you. I'm probably going to pass this one. Yeah. I don't want to go into this with, a, with, a you know, any bias. I mean, the Packers are my team and I sure I'd love to go ahead and back them here, but I just get that eerie feeling that this could end up looking like maybe like, you know, a Packers effort that we saw in the Saints game. Um, that team's been winning games that I don't want to say that they shouldn't be, but um, they're just, they're, they're getting wins that, 
I wouldn't expect the margin in some of these games. Um, you know, for them to pitch a shutout against Seattle, that is a uh, that's really surprising to me. I mean, I would have picked Seattle last week to be honest with you. So I don't know what to do with this. I'll probably pass and just root for Green Bay. That's probably the safest way for me to go. Let's jump into our final game here. We have the Ravens. We have the Bears. Uh, Ravens going to be a minus six point road favorite. And we have a total of 45 in this one. Steve, I'll go ahead and let you rip and run on this one first. What do you got? First thing I'm going to admit, I had a look ahead on Baltimore minus six. And, you know, that's where it is right now. So there's no love lost here with me because I am not happy with how they perform. Uh, and I know that the line hasn't moved much. Looks like it might start actually coming to tick down, maybe even a little under six, even though it was six and a half this morning. Baltimore is not a team that I feel great about. I, they they don't look all that awesome. I mean, they, they've won games, so the record is good. But the way they want it coming from behind and, and getting that kind of margin uh, has been a concern. With that being said, Chicago is not a team that can score a ton of points. Their offense hasn't looked great. Um, they're losers of four straight. They lost to Pitt. And they're now three and six. Uh, is Nagy on the way out? The guy had a, it was in the crosshairs coming into the season, and there's been nothing, no reason to keep him in this position. Uh, they did put up 22 points against San Francisco, 27 against Pittsburgh. Uh, and the matchup, you know, Chicago runs the ball more frequently than every other team in the league. It's nearly 50% of the time they're running the ball, which is kind of crazy when you think about it because they're normally losing these games. And if they're trying to come from behind, they're keeping the ball on the ground. The run blocking is ranked 21st. So if they can't block for the run and they're running 50% of the time, it's either an indictment on Justin Fields or a fireable offense for Nagy. Uh, like I said, I, I was on Baltimore minus six. I still don't like it, despite myself not liking the Chicago Bears. It, it's just too many points, and I don't trust Baltimore right now. At the current price, with what I know right now, it's a pass. More than likely, I'll probably end up teasing Baltimore down. Um, I feel like off of a loss uh, that they could at least get past the Bears. You know, I don't. Have we really seen the Bears go out and put a really good football game together where um, they've actually changed your? you know, changed your opinion on them. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're really turning the corner. You know, they put a, you know, they put at least, you know, four to six to eight quarters of good football together. Like we just haven't seen that type of consistency from them. Uh, the fact that they'll be on, you know, at least at home here uh, gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, optimism and, and the line has come down, what a half a point. So it would be the Ravens in a teaser for me. Uh, I'll just keep it, you know, pretty short and sweet with that. How about you, Uncle Dave Ravens, Bears, what you got? Well, I'm not going to take the Ravens. You know, it might be hard to back either of these teams with real money, uh, but the Bears have actually scored lately, 49 points in their last two games. They have let Fields throw the ball more, and the last two games are arguably his best two of the season. So there's plenty of signs that he is getting better. Uh, this will be the first time the Raiders have played a quarterback that can run. I, I know they played Mahomes earlier, but – He's not going to run like Fields might. But in that game uh, against Kansas City, they did allow 35 points. You know, I know the Ravens have some extra rest, uh, but on the heels of that terrible loss at Miami, I mean, I just don't know how you recover from that. Uh, and in fact, uh, that was Baltimore's first road game since October 3rd. And the only road game they won by more than six this year was at Denver. Uh, and you know, in that game, they only scored 23. So, you know, Take it for what it's worth. Um, I don't think the Ravens can get margin. You know, the total does seem too high. It might be high enough to keep me off the under. It's one of those that, you know, if it was 41 or 42, I'd almost feel better taking the under. Uh, at this number, it just looks too good to be true. 
and we know how those are. So I lean under, but what I can say with conviction, Sleepy, is there's zero way I can take the Ravens. I like the Bears, and I might even sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I think my question with both teams here, Uncle Dave, is motivation. You know, how motivated are the Bears at three and six? You know, the Ravens finally got hold of that division again, and I I just don't think they want to let it slip away, especially off of a bye. I think I think a, a lot of people are just looking at the Ravens' last performance and kind of throwing shade on them. You know, if they go out and they win that game, you know, by double digits or something like that, they're probably laying eight points here. So I think a lot of it has to do with motivation, and if I'm taking, you know, a team laying points on the road, at least I have to make sure they're motivated and, and probably motivated, you know, more than the other team. I mean, what happens if the Bears get down in this game by two scores? You know, and, and are they just going to let field drip and run? I mean, that's probably a recipe for disaster. You know, do they fold up? Uh, one way or another, I know I'm going to get four quarters out of the Ravens, and the fact that I don't have to lay like, you know, seven or seven and a half uh, would make me feel pretty good if I were going to lay the points. But again, I'm, I'm just going to tease, you know, the Ravens here, so... I think that's the safest way to go here with Baltimore because you never know. I mean, that's another team that, you know, have they put, you know, four, six, eight quarters of solid football together? You know, probably not. So that's what I'll do with that one. Uh, Good stuff there, guys. Thanks for jumping on the podcast. Uh, You guys know where to find us all on Twitter. You guys can get us at SleepyJ underscore pregame, Dave underscore Essler, and at AvoidTheVig. And you guys could always find us at bettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NFL week number 11. Enjoy the games.